Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is E. Coy Ivy, and this is another episode of the MMA Reaction. Uh, it's been like a week and a half, but I wanted to talk about a couple things I didn't get to talk about uh, right after it happened. But I want to talk about UFC 223, a couple fights on that card, and then I'll talk about a couple fights on the Glendale card, UFC Glendale. Um, just some interesting things I had picked up from it. Uh, my thoughts. Not that they matter, but my thoughts, nonetheless. Uh, first and foremost, uh, UFC 223 main event, Khabib versus Ally Kenta. Um, what a fight for Khabib. Uh, he looked he looked amazing to me. And I know, uh, you know, the first two rounds was a pretty much a wrestling clinic, domination, ground and pound, the same old Khabib. But I think what happened is he realized that, that Al, Al was no challenge for him. Like no challenge at all for him for first two rounds. I think Khabib made the conscious decision that, okay, well, uh, this is too easy for me. I might as well flex my stand-up game now. And uh, I think he looked pretty good. I mean, obviously, his defensive striking was not so great. I mean, Al was able to tag him a few times. And I know that uh, Joe Rogan made a huge deal about how Khabib wasn't looking great on the feet. And Al was able to get touches in on him. But... It's not really what I saw personally, and I know uh, Joe had talked about his commentating and what he saw and why it sounded like he was so biased for Al, and that's all well and good and respectful, and I like that stuff too when, when you kind of get some kind of introspect on what other people are seeing, but what I was watching was Khabib really flexing that jab. I thought the jab looked really good, bloodied up Al's nose real bad, and um I thought, his, I thought his striking looked okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, if he's in there with a Max Holloway or a, a, or a Conor McGregor or a Tony Ferguson, it's probably not going to go that way. And honestly, I think Khabib's too smart for that anyway. I mean, you really think Khabib's just going to stand there in front of Conor or stand there in front of Tony Ferguson? I seriously doubt that. I would be shocked if he tried to flex. I think if he fights, fights those two guys... It's going to be ground and pound city. It's going to be takedown after takedown after ragdoll after ragdoll. I don't think he's dumb enough to stand there. I think what he saw in Al was, fuck, dude, this is this is too easy. I got this guy. I got this guy in spades on the ground. I can beat the fuck out of him if I want to. And uh, I'm going to see what I can do on the feet. And frankly, I think he beat the standing exchanges too. He definitely got tagged a few times, but he absolutely dominated the stand-up, in my opinion. I think he won easily all five scorecards and... Uh, and it was a it was a pretty interesting fight. I enjoyed I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, Al's obviously a warrior. You, I mean, everybody says that. Everybody had their their congratulatories to Al for just hanging in there. But uh, I mean, he's clearly clearly out of his league in terms of just Khabib. I mean, amazing fighter, super super heart, crazy dude, uh, deserves every bit of respect he gets. But I mean, in the 155 pound division, you got three people. You got Connor Khabib and of course Tony Ferguson. Hopefully he can recover quickly. So, anyway, I'm I'm very excited to see what happens next with Khabib. I don't know whether it's going to be another rematch with Tony Ferguson for the fifth time, or if they're going to try to work out a McGregor deal. But of course, that's an issue as well, given McGregor's current situation, um, legally wise, the assault, all that bullshit. Uh, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, momentarily. But then the next the next fight I want to talk about from USC two two three was. Uh, Rose and Joanna. This is a five round. Obviously, Rose won a decision, uh, although 
I thought it was pretty clear cut for Rose. I didn't I didn't really see any any controversy there. I mean, some some media and some fans were reporting that uh, they thought Joanna had won. Um, I mean, Joanna looked good though. I mean, she looked she actually looked better than I thought she was gonna look. I was, was kind of expecting Rose to kind of finish her uh, finish her off like she did in the first fight, dust her with a left hook and get it over with. And it really wasn't that case. I mean, Joanna uh, Joanna really had a disciplined game plan where she was just going to stay with the strikes. And um, I thought she looked good, but I thought Rose, I think especially, particularly, particularly in the first two rounds, Rose looked tremendous. Her head movement and her ability to slip punches and, and counter, I thought was, was next level for her weight class, for her division. And Joanna couldn't touch her for two rounds. Could not touch her. And then I think the le- one factor for sure was the leg kicks. Joanna's leg kicks were definitely affecting Rose because Come third round, all of a sudden, Joanna's get hitting her groove. She's getting her rhythm. She's starting to pepper up uh, Rose a lot more. And I think that's where people think that Joanna had adjusted, came through, and uh, started winning some rounds. And I think she did win. I think um, the way I had it was Rose had the first two. Joanna had the third and fourth. And then Rose won the fifth. Although the fifth was close and it's controversial. So, I mean, if they had said Joanna won by decision, I mean, I wouldn't be devastated or I wouldn't claim robbery anything like that but I still think the right person won I don't really know what's next for Rose I'm kind of intrigued for uh, a rematch with uh, Kovokovic Carolina she did she won as well on her fight uh, recently and uh, I would be interested in seeing a rematch because Carolina did beat Rose uh, just before she fought Ioana for the title so it would be interesting to see uh, see them get back together and see see how that turns out. Can Carolina do it again, or has Rose really just stepped to that next level where nobody's going to touch her for a while, nobody's going to beat her? Um, I would like to see that, see what happens. As far as Joanna, man, um, I saw a, a media report recently that Joanna had talked to the media, and she immediately goes, "Well, Dana White said that I should have never lost. I won that fight. I had, you know, I I got robbed by the judges, or I was mistreated, or." I don't think that I lost that fight. Instead of you know, I have to I have to take humble pie. I have to fix my holes. I need to improve my game. I don't think uh, she thinks that she needs to improve anything. And I mean, she's super world class. So she, I mean, she knows better than I would. But I think you know, I think the, the other approach would be better to, to really evaluate your fight. Why am I losing to Rose? What am I doing wrong? What can I do to get better? Um, that kind of atmosphere. And another side note, the thing, one thing that I thought where Rose had lost it was she got she got stuck in a kickboxing match with Joanna. She basically fought a kickboxing match or a Muay Thai match um, instead of doing what she normally does, where strike, strike, takedown, strangle, submit. You know, I think I think Rose's striking is so unusual that you, you like to see it. You like to see her open up her takedowns through her striking, get onto the ground. Do some ground and pound, and then finish with a submission. I think I think that's where she's most dangerous when she's versatile and she uses all her tools. If you look at fighters like uh, Demetrius Johnson, that's what he does, and I think that's what makes him so great. And I think that's what makes Rose so unique and so great for her division is that she can do everything uh, from from the feet to the ground to the submission game to the ground and pound. And, and I think she just got stuck, sucked into a into a a, a straight stand up fight, and she paid for it too. Because you had close rounds, and she those leg kicks started to affect her. I think um, 
I think she'd been better suited to do what she normally does, kind of that unorthodox striking into grappling into takedowns. I think that would have, uh, I think she probably would have finished the fight, and I think she, I think it would have fared better for her. It would have been a, a, a more clear-cut decision. Um, so anyway, going forward on that, we'll see what happens. I'm intrigued. I, I think the the 115-pound division, women's division, is pretty interesting. Um, we'll see what uh, Claudia Gadeo. She's got a fight coming up real soon, and I, if she does, if she looks dynamite, maybe she gets a shot at Rose. We'll see what happens. Um, she's a scrapper too. <clears throat> um, McGregor. I mean, I talked about this before. Um, apparently, I mean, this dude's gonna have to pay so many lawsuits now. Um, there's been big whoop to loo. What is he going to do? Is he going to be able to fight in the country? I mean, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, there was an article on Bloody Elbow talking about how data flipped a script. First, it was this is a disgusting criminal act, and now it's it's all well. Things could be worse. Other other athletes do worse things. I guess maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I guess McGregor's not knocking chicks out in elevators, but at the same time, I don't think that it's acceptable just to completely change your mind. But that's Uncle Dana for you, and it's been the way it's been forever. So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of it. I'm kind of tired of talking about McGregor. But I just want to see him fight. Uh, I just want to see him get in there, fight two or three times a year, and just stay that consistently. But we'll see what happens. Um, so, UFC Glendale, uh, Gagey and Poirier, uh, another just uh, for the cliche, I hate this term, but just the war that happened. I, you know, everyone always says, oh, it was a war. Well, not really war, is it? But it was a good fight. It was a scrapper, and I think, um, I think, I think, um, I think Justin's an amazing dude. The fact that he was undefeated up in, from World Series of Fighting and then came into uh, came into the UFC undefeated ends up and he ends up being one and two in the last three fights. He beat Michael Johnson, and then of course he loses uh, his last fight, and then of course he loses to Poirier here. In a in a real real tough fight, and Poirier ended up getting getting the getting the KO, and he looked good. He looked strong. Um, Gagey's an interesting dude, man. And I put a post up on my Instagram about about you know ath- there's athletes ath- athletes that can fight because they fight. They're good at fighting, but they don't. They're not really fighters. They're just they're really supreme athletes, and they can whoop up on people. And then you have fighters. Then you have People who grew up fighting, that's just what they do. That's all they know. Uh, like a Chris Lehman type character, right? Or a Rampage Jackson type character. And then you have dudes that were just kind of born to do this. And I think, uh, you know, and, and Justin said that first, right? Because I saw an interview on on, um, on MMA fighting about uh, how he said he was just born for this. For, for a guy to get knocked out and lose the last two fights, pivotal fights in the division... And he's just like super chill. And he's like, hey, man, I had a great time. And I just need you guys to understand that that whatever happens to me in my career, it's fine because I was born to do this. I was born to fight. You know, the, guy, the guy's nickname is a highlight. And it's that, it's that way for a reason. I mean, the guy's, the guy's crazy, man. The, the, the amount of abuse he's just fine with taking, the punches to the face, the, the head trauma. I mean, who knows what's going on with this guy when he gets older. And what kind of effect that's going to have on his on his brain? But but the guy's all entertainment. He's all fight. He's all action. And I don't think he's ever going to be in a boring fight. That he doesn't know how to have a boring fight. So you know, kind of Matt Brown esque. I think Matt Brown probably in that same category, where he's just kind of born to fight. So he's always born to do. 
So what do you do with Poirier? He's talking title shot. I don't know if that's really the case because he already got knocked out by McGregor. I don't think he has anything for Ferguson. Ferguson's way too active, way too way too good to scramble up. Probably better boxer. Um, and then, well, Khabib's just going to defeat. I think nobody really beats Khabib. I don't think Conor, I don't think Ferguson, I don't think anybody beats Khabib. If Khabib is fighting like Khabib, if Khabib grabs a hold of you, puts you on the ground, ground and pounds you, can't move, can't do anything, I think Khabib's probably the best 155-pound fighter uh, anywhere around right now. So, but Poirier looks awesome. I mean, uh, any any top five opponent, I think, would be good for for Poirier. See what he does. See what he can do. Uh, he was on an interview talk about he doesn't want rematches. He's not interested in any of that. He just wants to be world champ and wants to work forward. So he wants to climb that ladder. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens next. Uh, I'll be I'll be excited to see. And then of course the 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 co-main was Condit versus Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Really good fight. Um, you know, I really didn't think... Essentially, it's two 170-pound fighters who sucked down to 155 pounds. Um, both of them fought at 170 and uh, came down to 155 for this fight. I thought Conor looked good. Conor's been around for fucking ever. And I love Conor. One of my favorite fighters for of all time. I remember watching him in the WC... And just loving that guy, the way he fights, the, his spirit, everything. But he has lost seven of his last ten fights. Now, he doesn't fight a ton. Not like he used to. I mean, now, last last four years, he fights basically once a year. But, man, seven of the last ten fights. And they're all the, all the top shelf guys. All You know, hats off to Carlos because it's not like he's getting his, the doors blown off of him. And he had the one knee injury loss to Tyron. And uh, so, I mean, there's been some circumstances with losses which are really unfortunate. But, man, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to retire, if he's going to keep fighting. But he's got to be pretty devastated to to end up being 30-12 and 12 overall. And 10 of those, 7 of those losses came in the last 10 fights. Um, I'd really like to, I'd like to see what happens with him. I don't know. If he retires, at least, at least you know, thank you, Carlos, for, for all you've done and, and all the entertainment you've provided us. Um, Cowboy looked good, man. He looked he looked strong, striking looked good. He looked real fast. He was really good with lateral movement side to side. He ended up closing out with a submission of all things. Um, he looked good, man. I don't know. I don't know where he's at in the division or who he beats because I don't think that Carlos is the same fighter that he always used to be. Um, so it's hard to gauge where Cowboy really is at at this point, but. Hey man, you put him against any top level one one seventy or one fifty five, and I'm on. I want to watch it. I want to see what happens. Uh, he looked really good, man. He looked he looked like loose. He looked like real comfortable on the feet. Looked comfortable on the ground. Looked comfortable everywhere. Um, he looked really good, especially um, at uh, considering he's sucking a lot of weight down to cut down to one hundred fifty five pounds. Cause he's not a small one fifty five er. So whoever they put him up against, I'll be excited to see. I want to see that fight. And then, you know, Condit, he gets to do whatever he wants. If he wants to fight, fight. If you don't, don't. Um, but either way, I, th- I think it was pretty dope. Uh, Dillashaw vs. Garbrandt 2 was announced. Um, man, I don't know how I feel about this fight. I mean, obviously, I think I think Garbrandt probably deserves a, a crack at it again. Um, 
TJ's a really intense dude, man. And for him to, to, to TKO Garbrandt, knock him out like that, and then and then just scream in it. I mean, everybody's seen that picture. He just screams in his face. A super intense dude. Um, and the fact that it's alpha male. I mean, you know, there's a lot of emotion involved in that fight. It should be pretty good. I'm, I don't know if... I don't know, man. I don't know, because I think Garbrandt thinks that he just got caught. Just, oh, man, I just made a mistake. I got caught. Um, I don't know if he beats TJ again. If TJ looks like TJ did in the last fight, I think TJ probably wins once again. I think the real fight after this one is I want to... Everyone wants to see DJ versus TJ, right? TJ Dillashaw versus Demetrius Johnson. Whether it's at 135 or 125 pounds, everybody wants to see that fight. Dillashaw supposedly says he can cut down to 125. I don't know if he can. He is shred city at 135 pounds. So I can't imagine he's going to have to cut his elbow off to make 125 pounds. He, but he says he can make it. But he, look, he looks ridiculously cut up and muscular for that weight division. Suspiciously, suspiciously muscular and cut up, if you ask me. Wink, wink. But... Garbrandt looks good. I hope I hope Garbrandt serves himself better. I hope he fixes the holes that he found. I hope I hope he does well. I'd like to see him beat TJ. I'd like to see him continue to be a champion. I like his boxing. I like I like I like Cody, and I I like to see him do well. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Zabit Moma was it Moma Medoff Sherpova Sherpov. Super hard last name to say, but Zabit. Um, Crazy man, this guy's amazing. Uh, at 145 pounds, a six six one and a half, he's a humongous, humongous flyweight. Or I'm sorry, bantam. No, yeah, he's a flyweight. No, no, no. What is he? Uh, yeah, featherweight. Yeah, dumbass. Anyway, huge featherweight. I want I, I want to see him because he's had three fights in the UFC now, and he's won all three of them impressively. This guy's like a flying squirrel. Like, the, 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 he throws spinning shit, he wrestles, he throws, he grapples, he can submit. I mean, the guy's, a, the guy's fucking amazing. And he, and he works with Mark Henry over, over in New Jersey with, like, Frankie Edgar and them guys. And he, he's really comfortable on the feet. I mean, the amount of, the amount of crap he throws, the, uh, I mean, he's, he's throwing showtime kicks, spinning wheel kicks, cartwheel kicks, spinning back fists. <laughs> Right into right into some clinch to the takedown. I mean, he absolutely dominates people. And he's one of these other Russian Dagestani guys. They're just they're just not like normal people. He's very very intriguing. I think he's phenomenal. I would like to see him. I would like to see him fight top level talent like a Ricardo Lamas. I mean, let's see because the guys he's fighting now are pretty entry level. So let's see what he can do against a name against a guy who's established himself as a really good 145 pound fighter. Whether it's, you know, like I said, Ricardo Lamas or, uh, who there's a good, or like Hafiel Sunsau comes to mind. One of those, one of those dudes, I would like to see that, see what he could do. And I think he's going to do well. Uh, according to Mark Henry, uh, something he had reported, it was that he's going to be a world champion. There's no way he's not going to be a world champion. He's going to be a world champion. And, uh, I think he's probably right, man, based on how he looks. I mean, who knows? You know, like, like you look at like guys like Yair Rodriguez who looks like like gangbusters, and then he gets he meets up a guy like Frank Edgar, and Frank Edgar goes, "Oh, 
remember me. Yeah, this is this is this is years of grind and years of experience, and your your high flying kicks and high high potent offense is is tr- tremendous. However, when you finally meet meet that one guy that can deal with it, see what happens. It'd be interesting to see if he he steps up to to a Cub Swanson type character and uh, has to really fight and see see how good he really is. Man, is he as good as Mark Henry says? Or is he, uh, or is he kind of beaten up on uh, entry level talent? I would, I would like to, uh, I would like to see what happens. But this guy, this guy's something special, I think. Um, and I'd like to see what happens, happens with him. Uh, if you get a chance to watch, if you haven't seen the beats, other fights, they're on Fight Pass. So you should check them out because they're incredibly entertaining. Um, really good fights. Uh, other than that. Uh, I think I'm done, man. This is the current events I was I wanted to talk about today. For uh, I guess this is technically like episode one. The other two is just a breakdown, and then a, I just talked about McGregor bullshit. But anyway, so episode one in the books. If if you do happen to listen to this and you want more specific uh, thoughts and opinions, let me know, man. Anyway, check you guys later. Bye.